Good day, gents, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And I tell you, man, I really look forward to uh, the opportunity to visit with you guys. A lot of times I have other men that I interview. Today it's just you and I visiting. And I've been uh, really uh, reflective, you know, as it's a new year. But also uh, that reflection has been uh, provided by um, me reading a book. Uh, the book is titled Battle Cry. It's written by Jason Wilson. You've probably seen him on YouTube, on TikTok, all over the place because he's out of Detroit, runs a uh, martial arts program for young boys and really is not just teaching them martial arts, but teaching them how to tap into the inner emotion, the inner strength of a young boy, of those feelings that he experiences and is willing to um, say, look, it's okay to share that you're concerned or you're fearful or, or you have doubt. And he does a really good job of making these boys, helping these boys uh, recognize that it's okay to share your emotions um, and to be vulnerable. Uh, because when we're vulnerable, it enables us to look at ourselves and become better men. Um, and it's really given me the opportunity to uh, look inward and go, all right, Jody, where are you holding back? Where have you put walls around your heart? Where are you not sharing where you need to? In fact, my wife often jokes, both joking and serious, she often says, well, how come you don't express emotion the way I do? How come you're not crying? How come you're not, you know, whatever? And, and I often tell her, it's not that I don't feel that, sweetheart. I absolutely feel that, but I just handle it differently. And it's not that it's better or worse. It's just that's the way that I work through those feelings. And it's really made me look at that. And I think, you know, we have in our society such a warrior ethos that it's easy for us as um, especially being conditioned from being a young man to buckle up buttercup, you know, pull up your bootstraps and get to work and, you know, put on a stoic face and uh, steal your shoulders and get to work and push your feelings and, and um, your intentions down for the responsibility and the obligation that you have as a man. And I think over time that is unhealthy. And, it, and we've created a situation where there are many men walking through life that have serious emotional trauma because they've pushed it so far down that now it's bubbling up and, and edified in anger or addiction or frustration or impatience when at the core we're really just feeling sorrow. And so I've, I've had, you know, an opportunity to really think about that. And, and I've, I've, re, I've revisited a couple of the podcasts that I had earlier, uh, earlier, uh, two with Garrett Crone, where we explore the father wound and my new friend and, um, just exploring what it means to really tap into that emotional side of us as men. I think 
we often tend to wear masks, you know, and probably the biggest mask that we wear is the mask of providing, of bravado, of saying, look, I'm going to work. I'm bringing home the bacon. That's, you know, my job. And, and we wear it as a mask, not only as a, a badge of honor, but also maybe as a shield of how we're truly feeling in ourselves when we're at home, feeling inadequate, feeling like we can't really open up to our kids or our wife. And so rather than face that ineptitude on our on our parts to be able to open that side of us that so drastically needs to be open, we put on the mask, we put on the shield and the armor and we go off to work and we hide. And we hide in the name of providing for our family. Instead of going, you know what, I need to release some of this baggage that has been on my mind and my heart for so many years and, and really look at myself in a new way that will enable me to truly connect with my wife. I think, you know, so many times, you know, I talked to Shawnee the Kid, who I, who I have had as a guest on this podcast in the Man to Man episodes, so many women are yearning for a connection with their husband. And the husband often says, well, I bring home the bacon. That's enough. Well, it's not enough. No, we not only have to provide for our family financially and, you know, having a good home, but we need to provide emotionally. We need to provide spiritually. And I think part of the challenge is, is that we, as young men, as young boys, have been conditioned in a way that doesn't allow us or hasn't given us the tools to tap in, as evidenced by this clip that I'm taking from RJD in our episode just a couple weeks ago. You're a man now. So there's so many things that we're just catapulted into. And we're still baby boys on the inside emotionally. So I, I do, I do I, everything that I do, I speak to the boy in me because I'm trying to mature that young boy in me so that he, he can go forth and be the man that my wife needs, that my children need. Mm. I, I really like the idea of that because I think a lot of us men are emotionally stunted. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, we're, we're trying to put on the front. We got it all together. But emotionally, we're stunted. We're stuck back in yeah. at age seven, age eight, age 10 or 12, whatever it is, where we somewhere were told to shut off the emotions, right. man up and do manly things instead of embracing a process of becoming a man and in that process, both emotionally, spiritually, and mentally growing along with your age. But <laughs> most of us are still stunted. You know, and it's, it's a scary thing because one thing you don't realize is guns don't kill people, right? People kill people. People use guns to kill people. So a lot of times the person that's using the gun is a person who's still crying or hasn't cried about something that they should have cried about a long time ago, which has harbored that. And it's turned to violence. Yeah. So we all have we have this whole theory about gun laws and all these things, but we have to deal with the root of the problem. In order to deal with the root of the problem, we have to let some of these men that are 40, 50, 60, 70 cry for the first time in decades. Create a space where they can just open up emotionally 
there's so much uh, built built up in, in animosity and, and pain inside the hearts of men to where it seeps out and it now becomes toxic to the people around them. That's mm. why we see so much domestic violence. This is why we see so much, so much brutal acts amongst our queens from us because we're just not dealing. And, and the truth of the matter is we don't know how to deal. Yeah. Let's, let's think about this for a second. A little girl falls on the floor. Oh my God. The room stops. She cries, and I'm telling you, even the cats and the dogs are coming to check on this little girl. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. The whole, even the, the the chef is coming out. Everybody's checking on this little girl, and they're gonna make sure that until she stops crying and she's seen about till she's back to normal, nobody's going back to their their, their duties. Once that she's she's taken care of and everyone else is sight, everybody disperses. She feels better and she goes about her business. She feels loved. She feels appreciated. She feels protected. Same note, same same room, same crowded space. A boy walks through the room, falls on the same exact thing that she tripped on. We're going to have a limited amount of people to even pick their head up. Mm. Then we're going to have even more limited people to even come over to see if he's okay. And then the ones that do come to see if he's okay is going to what? Oh, you're okay. Man up. You're tough. Brush it off. It ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. And then they're going to walk away and tell him, go about your business. This is what boys do. So he's not validated to say he's, he's hurt. He's not okay to be embarrassed now because he fell. He's not okay to even experience the emotions, right? Not even, not even show them, but experience them in a space where she was allowed to experience, feel, work through, and then be validated for it. It's a whole different process that we have to break from even dealing with our baby boys. How do I know this? Listen, I got a four. He just turned four years last week. I mean, last year, last Tuesday, he just turned four. And in the first two years of his life, I screamed at him for not being a man. Mm. My baby boy, y'all, at the age of two, telling him to be a what? Something that I'm still not even sure how to do. Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind, man. We got to do better. Now, when you look at that, you know, how many of us guys have been, you know, put aside? You know, we fell or we stumbled or we tripped up. And what was the response from both our mom and our dad? Come on, get up. It's okay. Brush it off and move forward. And we've been so busy brushing off the true emotions of our heart that we've never been able to confront them and face them and learn how to deal with them in a productive and healthy manner. I think a lot of men too struggle with the idea that if people really knew me, if people really knew me, they wouldn't like me. The problem with that idea is a lot of men are walking around, they're good providers and they're putting on a show, they're wearing the mask. But inside, 
they don't feel that they're really worthy of the outside accolades of being a good manager, a good business owner, you know, good whatever. And, but inside we're going, man, if you guys really knew who I am, who I was, who I have been, you wouldn't like me. The problem with that idea is we're viewing ourselves out of the lens of the past. There's something that was said to you or that you fell short on that you didn't achieve. I mean, it's easy for me to go, man, I really regret three decisions in my life. There are three decisions that, that I regret. And it's easy to go and define myself by those decisions instead of going, those were experiences in my life. Yes, they were not my brightest moments. In fact, they were some of my darker moments as a, as a man, as a person, as a child of God. But as dark as they were, I've used those to move forward. I've used those as learning experiences to become who I am today. And we often look at ourselves from the lens of yesterday instead of looking at who we've become. Because most of the people in your circle, especially if they're in business, they see who you've become. The challenge is, especially in families, a lot of times people have walked with you through what you were, the ugly side of you, the side that was angry, impatient, that was addicted to porn, addicted to drugs, that was an alcoholic. And, and they have felt the ramifications of those choices. And while they are trying to see who you've become, they still have the hurt and the hole that was caused by those experiences. And that's real. That's authentic. And that's okay. And you have to have the fortitude to lean in and go, yes, you know what? That's who I was, but this is who I am working to become. Look how far I've come. I'm so sorry for who I was, but look what I'm doing today to become the man, the husband, the father that you yearn for, the man that I yearn to become. And I think a lot of times, especially in the case of addiction, or even just, you know, feeling less about ourselves. We're feeling our time with addictions, porn, alcohol, you know, the driving range, you know, working in the garage, you know, working on the yard. We're, we're feeling our time to fill that hole that's in our heart. Instead of going, you know, I need to look at that hole. As painful it is, and I need to figure out a way to fill that, to make it whole, to heal it. And sometimes, oftentimes, healing takes time. It takes little incremental changes, little incremental moments of forgiveness, little incremental opportunities to go, you know what? You're doing better to celebrate how far you've come. And I think that's so important. 
the challenge is, and points out in his book, The Battle Cry, you know, we have to step back. And in order to win the war within, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be truly honest with ourselves. And if we can do that, then we can identify those little things that while they seem insignificant, that we can work on every day, every week and become better. I mean, imagine what it would be like if you could be 1% kinder every week. 1% kinder every week. What would that do in a year? How would that affect your relationship with your wife? How would that affect your relationship with your kids? I'd, I'd like to invite you to do something this week. I have a personal journal that I'm showing right here. Um, and I take time. Um, try to do it every day. That's my goal for 22 um, to really get back into doing it every day. And I want to, one, you know, make sure that I'm recording things that I'm grateful for. But I want to take a quiet moment. And that may be for you going up in the foothills and taking a run or going for a walk around your neighborhood or going for a drive or going and playing some golf, you know, or reading a book. But I would like you and I would invite you to take a moment, take 15, 30 minutes and just be quiet. Just be still. And I want you to look at yourself and I want you to take note of those things, the little things, not the big things. I mean, and I don't want you to get all down on yourself and start, you know, digging a, a deeper hole for yourself. I want you to look at yourself and go, what are the little things that I could change this week? Can I maybe bite my tongue? Can I maybe say an encouraging word? Can I maybe, you know, write a little note to my kids and put it in their lunch and say, hey, you know what? Dad loves you. Is there, you know, can I spend 30 minutes off the Internet or off TV and spend it with my kids reading a book? You know, look at something. Identify one thing and just just write a list of those little things and record them and do that. Every single day. All right. Did I do better? Now, what, what is one thing that I can do? Now, what is one thing that you would like to be different about your life? And take the next week and really, really focus on just honing in on that one, one thing. When you get done with the week, look back, see how you did. Did you do better? And then take it on for another week and do that for 30 days, an entire month. And see if you're not beginning to see the change in you, but also that you're not inspired to become even better, that you're not encouraged by your progress and that you're not moving forward in a positive direction. Because guys, when we can face the dragon, who is us? 
Sometimes that dragon's breathing down her neck. He's got claws and he's breathing fire. He's got flame in his eyes. And with one swoop of fail of his tail, he can knock us over. But if we can look at ourselves and go, all right, what is one thing? What is one thing about the dragon who is me? And we're going to start with one thing, one fingernail, one minute scale, one way that we look at other people. And we're going to say, you know what? I'm going to start there. I can't, can't slay the jag- dragon. I can't slay the dragon all in one piece. But I can, little by little, like a whittling knife, take off those rough edges until I become the man that I'm aspiring to be. Guys, we're all wearing masks. The question is, is can you take off your mask and look yourself in the mirror and become comfortable with who you are as a man and be willing to connect on a level that you've never connected with your family, with your children, with your wife in 2022? Man, you can do it. I invite you to do it. I'm inviting myself to do it because there's areas that, yeah, Jody's still a little rough around the edges. I often joke, I'm like Beetlejuice. (laughs) Remember the movie where he's in that little chapel and he gets all these thorns poking out all over his body and the person picks him up? I think that's the way God is with me. It's like he's, you know, picking me up all thorny and with all my flaws and he's taking one at a time. And picking them off. And that's our opportunity, guys. Let us help God and the work that he's doing in our life by taking a look at ourselves and going, you know what? I can be a little better this week. Man, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me. I invite you to go get this book, Battle Cry. Waging and Winning the War Within by Jason Wilson. And if you haven't picked up my book, please, I mean, I think it'll help you as well. Learn to dance with the currents of life when you feel like drowning. Because sometimes life challenges can really get you. So anyway, you guys have a fantastic day. Please go out and check out those other episodes. Episode 33, episode 34. Those are with Garrett Crone. And then episode 155. With RJD, the Imperfect Gentleman, I'm telling you, there are nuggets that will help you guys this week. And uh, I want to thank you again for uh, joining me. And we will check you same time, same bad channel, just next week. Slip! I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces!